Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Why, yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. One last time here on Mojo 5 Radio, where you can find us live Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can hear it on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Mojo50.com. And, of course, you can be a critical thinker by joining us on our Locals community. That is criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month allows you to see this show in its entirety exclusively for you, the critical thinker. And, of course, you you get other things like the ability to post your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own questions. You get the ability to see the Critical Thinking Book Club. You get all of that wonderful goodness over at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month gets you all of that wonderful goodness. And like we said yesterday, next week, Pat, we will unveil the next book in the Critical Thinking Book Club series. Uh, We've tackled, um, I would say, three very different but very interesting books so far in the book club. Um, and I think people would be interested to see which one we are going to tackle next. But with that out of the way, today is Friday. That means we have the fish fry in the second half of the show. We crown a brand new Richard of the week. But before we get into all of that, um, it's random questions. It's top five Friday in the first half of the show. Which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do our top five or do you want to do random questions? Let's do top five. Okay. So, Pat, you picked this week's top five category, and the category is? This week's top five category is top five wish list vacations. In other words, what top five wish, what top five vacations do you wish you could go on? That That is going to be an interesting one. And since you brought up the category, I will go first. Um, so for me, I think people would be a little surprised by my list. Um, but 
let's see what you think. Number five is Belgium. Um, that's where my family is originally from. We know what little tiny village in Belgium we are actually from. And um, how many Americans have that? Right? How many Americans can say, hey, look, I know where my family actually emigrated from. Like the spot. So um, that is on my top five wish list. But beyond that, Belgium is such an interesting country because it takes part of so many different cultures and melds them together. Um, also chocolate. Um, used to say waffles and french fries, but can't touch either of those anymore. Um, but um, the the food, the culture, the beer, the the whole thing, the whole package is interesting to me. Um, so I'd like to do that. Uh, number four is a visit to the Adriatic coast. Um, you know, Split, uh, Dubrovnik, uh, visiting, I think Croatia would be a, a phenomenal trip in general, but anywhere on the Adriatic coast, um, I, I think would be an absolutely phenomenal trip. Uh, number three on my list is Japan. Uh, not right now and not anytime soon, considering all the bull crap that's going on. Um, but I find the culture fascinating. I also find the architecture, the, the history of the island nation that is Japan to be interesting. So I would love to go visit. Um, I'd also love to experience their sporting culture too, because, um, it seems to be very interesting. Uh, number two on my list is Australia. That, um, has always been an intriguing place for me as a sports fan, right? Um, and as a fan of sports that are not normally found here in America, play, you know, sports like rugby, cricket, um, Australian rules football, being able to go there and experience those things. Um, you know, my, um, uncle on my, um, on my in-laws side is from Australia. So they are currently living over there. And so, you know, I have a built-in reason to go. Um, but I would love to visit Australia, um, not only because of the sports, but because of um, the different um, geographical and, you know, you, you've got the outback, you've got basically desert, you've got um, Tasmania, which, by the way, is a fantastic island if you've never been. Uh, from what I understand, it's such a cool ecosystem there uh, to be able to see it. But there's so many different things to do and see there uh, beyond surfing or the sun or whatever. And then for me, the number one wish list is a safari in Africa. I absolutely love nature shows. I absolutely love them. And I would love to be able to see um, in the wild, in these you know preserves and things like that, um, the various animals. Um, lions and giraffes and elephants and all those things because for me zoos are just wrong and, and you watch shows like uh, Secrets of the Zoo and you see them treating animals like human beings right and you see them um, trying to breed specific animals and then not realizing that you're messing with God's plan and that's the problem I have with zoos so I'd want to see them in the wild. Um, safari in Africa would sound fantastic to me. So that's my top five. Again, Belgium, the Adriatic Coast, Japan, Australia, and a safari in Africa. Pat, 
your top five wish list vacations? Well, I, I put a lot of thought into this um, because I think my thought, top you five... mean uh, you were putting this together while I was talking. N- no, 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 um, no. The reason why I put a lot of thought into this is because it has changed over the last few years mm-hmm. from what it used to be. Um, most of it's fundamentally the same, but it, it's changed a lot for me. Um, I think no, or number five is going to be an Alaskan cruise. Um, I hate being cold. I really do. And so you're probably wondering why Alaskan cruise? Well, frankly, when my wife and I went to San Diego and went whale watching mm-hmm. um, on our honeymoon, that was a lot of fun. And I discovered I actually really love being on the water. So despite it being cold up there, um, one of the things that my wife and I have always wanted to go and do is actually watch like an orca migration um, and actually see that in real life. Because we've seen gray whales and um, in, in their migration in like the San Diego, L.A. area when we went on our honeymoon. But we both agreed. We both just looked at each other like orcas are, orcas are just cool. And, um, we actually just love being on the water and like going on a cruise up there, I thought would be a lot of fun. So an Alaskan cruise is, is number five. Number four, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess a traditionalist, if you will, but, um, I would love a tour of New England. I've been to different parts already, but like it, specifically a tour of like all of the American Revolution. Um, I would love to go and do that and just basically learn in-depth knowledge of the American Revolution and actually like go where these people were and 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 kind of kind of get that experience. Um, I, I've always just thought that would be cool. Um, and considering my wife has also never really been to much of New England like I have, um, we just thought that would be a fun one to do together as well. Number three, um, this was a tough one for me because I, I was torn between this. Um, it used to be Australia. Um, it's not anymore. Um, for me, it's actually now Israel. Um, and, and going on like a history tour of where we're, you know, where Christ was, what the apostles went through. Um, just kind of getting a feel. I had a lot of friends that actually did that back in college. Um, they went and did like this like study abroad program over in Jerusalem. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, considering I actually have been to the Middle East, um, kind of already have a little bit of a feel for it, but I think Jerusalem would be a, a lot of fun. Number two for me is um, Ireland and Great Britain. Um, like for Belgium, for you, those are the major family history spots for me. Um, I've always thought, like, well, if we go to Ireland, we might as well just go to Great Britain as well, since they're right there together. Um, and much of my family is also from Great Britain. So, um, so you're saying that, is you hate yourself. Yes, yes. And by, by, <laughs> by today's standards, I hate myself. But yes. Um, but no, I always thought that would be uh, fascinating to go and learn. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and Ireland's just always been kind of a, uh, one of my ideal vacation spots to go to anyway. Um, and then number one, 
um, because I have a huge fascination with um, Renaissance history. Um, I would love to go and do like a Mediterranean cruise slash tour of Italy slash tour Renaissance Europe. Um, and just because that whole area is just loaded uh, with history, great food, uh, an interesting culture. My wife is her, her heritage is also Italian. Um, and so that like we would get to go and do like family history and stuff there as well. Um, and it's just, it just looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, going to, uh, Roma, the Vatican, uh, Valencia, Florencia, you know, just all of these different, um, major Renaissance spots in Italy and throughout Europe, I thought would just be a, a ton of fun. Oh, and then doing it by also, by the way, by train. Because that would also be fun. Okay. Fair enough. But you do realize, um, by the way, that Alaska is not cold all the time. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's, you know, cooler than most places. And Yeah, I'm just letting you know that if you go in the summer, it's going to be like... 60, 70 degrees. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But when you're out on the water, it's colder. Does Pat need a blankie? Pat needs a blankie. Pat doesn't Hashtag. Look cold. Hashtag Pat needs a blankie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that those are fascinating. I, I agree with you. Like a, a really, you know, maybe there's a business idea as a, as one uh, man living on the roof. Uh, would would say, mm. let we can needle this out off air. But maybe there's a a business idea because I I quickly looked up um the ability to go on like these big long tours. Mm. They don't really exist. They don't. They don't. You can but... tour in Boston and Lexington and Concord and like a couple other areas. But in general, if you wanted to do like a a real good like meaty tour. Yeah, no, they, they don't so you, you'd have to do like whatever areas actually offer tours. Like you could sign up for those. But my, my thought was it's be, it would be more like a uh, road trip type of a deal. Like fly out, maybe visit my folks in Ohio for a bit. And then from there, take off and go East. Go so, East young man. Yeah. No, um, I, yeah. And I think you, you know, as a business, it would behoove us to, uh, you know, put together an itinerary that would show Boston, Philadelphia, New York. You could also talk about Charleston and like the Southern part mm-hmm. um, during the revolution and things like that too, um, to really make it a meaty trip and give you maybe two or three different options about what you could or couldn't do. But um, I find these trips to be lacking in a lot. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's a business idea. Maybe us entrepreneurs and, and all. All right. No, I, I found all of those to be fascinating. You know, I have visited England before, so um, that was off my list. I thought about doing a a soccer-themed trip where I would get to go to Glasgow to visit the mighty Celtic FC, then hop, skip, and a jump over to Edinburgh, and then uh, down back to London for a match. That that would be fantastic. Um but yeah, London is one of those cities kind of like I I feel like Chicago's that way. New York is probably that way. Um DC is probably that way. Boston probably this way that 
you could visit multiple times and not see everything that there is to see and do. Um, historically, even. So, yeah, one of the things I learned on my trip to London was that pick a few things, do them, but then experience the city. Like, don't don't sit yourself in an hour-long line to go to the Tower of London, right? Um, when you could see it on a bus. You know, pick or choose two or three things that you really want to go see and spend some time there. Or more importantly, um, I think it's the National Museum of Art. Um, places like that, if it's summertime or if it's really warm or whatever, it's a great way to get out of the sun for a little bit in the middle of the day. Go in and tour it. You know, those things, uh, just little tips. So if you guys are ever thinking of doing that, um, I would highly recommend visiting London because it's fascinating how different it is than America, but how similar it is too. Um. And, and you'll get to experience those differences if you actually go out and experience the city and not just the tourist stuff. Um, with that having been said, hit me up on social media at The Coppin Show. Hit him up at The Padoni Show if you have questions about places that you might want to visit that we've visited, like London. I can direct you to some really fantastic places that you will meet locals, that you will meet people who actually are from London. <laughs> Not not people that are um, from everywhere else but London. Um, but yeah, anywho, uh, with that being said, random question time, Pat. You got a random question for me? Oh, I mean, of course I've got a random question for you. I always got a random question for you. Ain't that the truth? Okay, um, first random question. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of people would, would, would maybe like to know like like what to do about things like this. Um, what, what should our response be if people come to our doorstep asking about the vaccine? Get the hell off of my property. You don't belong here. Bye. Close the door. Should everyone do that, though? I guess is my question because I mean, literally everybody. Okay, literally every single human being in this country. Oh, really? Okay, thanks for your time. Bye, bye. Get off my property. Slam the door. Should be pretty simple. That's that's my remedy for that. We don't need to yell at them. We don't need to be rude. You don't need to be... Because I've worked in customer service for the vast majority of my adult life. Shooting the messenger does nothing. It does nothing. There's only so much that these people can do. And why are you being rude to somebody who's just trying to do a job that they're being hired to do or uh, that they're volunteering for? You don't need to. Same same way that I handle Jehovah's Witnesses that would show up at our doorstep. Well, thank you for your time. I'm not interested in what you're selling me. I'm a believer in Christ already. Bye-bye. Close the door. That's not being rude. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't do anything. Just go on your merry way. 
because, you know, you could talk to salesmen, right? How many times do people fail at sales because they just give up? And I think that's the point here, right? The government will just give up. That's that's where I come out with this. Will will they give up though? They'll give up that. Mm. They'll give that up for sure, because it's about return on investment, right? Right. And if every single door in this country slams in their face, and how I would also put this is, this is almost like the modern day quartering act. Right. If you follow the Revolutionary War, it really wasn't the the taxes without representation that put this thing over the top. Right. What was the thing that put it over the top? It was the Quartering Act. It was the now we're not even going to allow you to have representation, but we're also going to tell you whom gets to live where in your colony when. And oh, by the way, you're going to pay for those troops that are there to subjugate you even more. And eventually it became literally quartering housing troops in your home. I'm not saying that they're going to have the government officials or volunteers come live in your home, but it's the modern day equivalent of that. They're going to start knocking on your door until you do something. That's what the Quartering Act was about, being able to knock on your door and confiscate weapons or um, tell you what you can and can't do in your own home. So they're walking a very thin line if they want to pull this off. And we've already seen municipalities try this. Washington, D.C. did this. Juneteenth, they decided to go into the poorest areas, the areas that are um, the most hesitant towards the vaccine, if you will, right? Because you could tell by area codes or zip codes by like how many people are living in that zip code, right? How many people from that zip code have gotten the vaccination? Well, they decided to do that. And the answer from predominantly black communities was get the hell off of my property. Bye-bye. That's all you need to know. So that's where I would stand on that. Now, my random question for you, Pat, is um, will the Brewers be in double digits up by the end of next week? No. No, I think it's going to stay about the same. Oh, well, for those who are, you know, not baseball fans, um, <coughs> which which two teams are playing um, the next seven games with the All-Star game jammed in the middle again? Uh, well, there's, there's lots of teams doing that in baseball, but uh, specifically the ones that you're, you're talking about <laughs> is your brew crew from Milwaukee and then my red legs from Cincinnati. So red legs, uh, red two, hair, don't care. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, that that's actually a a term for them, but yes, I, I um, got what you were putting down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, they, they, they are playing the next seven games together. Um, four in Milwaukee, three in Cincinnati with the all-star break in the middle. Um, and we're division rivals. So mm-hmm. I'm only asking number one because, and number two, respectively in the division as well. I'm only asking because, um, theoretically, if we were to, uh, I don't know, get the brooms out in, um, American family field this weekend. Before the All-Star break, we would be how many games up again, Pat? Mm, let's see. What are you up? Seven games now? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you won the next three, you would be up by 10, but I don't think you're going to get the sweep in Milwaukee. Oh, no, neither do I. But yeah, um, but that was too close of a game last night. I have I have another random question for you, though. Okay. Yep. Uh, is is Are the Phoenix Suns going to sweep the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals? No, this this is what happened in the first round, the second, or not the first round, but what happened in the second round, what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't see it happening. Um, I think Milwaukee wins the next two, ties this up. Um, I didn't watch much of last night's game, to be honest with you, because I find NBA basketball to be wholly unwatchable. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched the game yet. Um I watched the first game, and when I saw Devin Booker, or yesterday, I take this back, yesterday, I watched all the way up until I saw this happen, Pat. Devin Booker got a pass in the corner, right? Mm. Took four steps towards the baseline in the corner, then decided to finally put the ball on the on the court what? and dribbled. And then... Shoved his uh, defender with his arm completely off and then hit a pull-up jumper. Can't stand the NBA. I'm done with it anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think the Bucks will at least get one or two. It's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender and it is anticipated 
that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What China surrendered, G.I. Joe? No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat Coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle a cat into New Mexico. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them, I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to M25 m25m.org m25m.org Don't tread on my mojo mojo 50 You are now entering a critical thinking zone thinking caps are required beyond this point from deep behind enemy lines deep in the heart of the Midwest it's your host Andrew Coppins and it's time for critical thinking and we are back one last time yes the last half hour of the week together it is I Andrew Coppins at the Coppins show it is he at the Pat Oni show Mr. Pat Oni and of course that means the second half of the show uh, we've got a crown of brand new Richard of the week, and of course, it's a Friday fish fry, and that means we fry up the worst stories of the week, cleanse ourselves. So hopefully over the break, you've done what all good Wisconsinites have done at this point in time. You have decided between brandy, whiskey, bourbon, um, let's see, what else? Oh yeah, Southern Comfort. Um, do you want that neat? Sour, sweet, or press? Do you want olives, mushrooms, Brussels sprouts, cherries? And do you want that in a large or small tumbler? And more importantly, are you muddling that with sugar and oranges, or are you using a mix? And then if you're using a mix, are you also using the right kind of bitters? Um, those are those are all key questions that you must answer within that two minute break. Put yourself together in old fashioned. Come back and enjoy the Friday fish fry. But before we get into all of that, one last time we got to win some money from the wonderful real Ron Phillips. So yeah, that means it's time for the B or not the B, where we ask the important question, is this story from the Babylon B or not the B.com? And yes, Pat, before you ask the question, I am prepared to hear today's headline. Are you sure? I'm about as positive as um, a drug test for the Olympics. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, fair enough. Updated death certificates require choosing between COVID, climate change, or systemic racism as cause of death. Updated death certificates require choosing between COVID, climate change, or systemic racism as cause of death. And while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, may I tell everyone a little bit about cat coolers? I don't know, so may you? I'm, I'm just going to, but... Uh, oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, then why you why why ask a question if you don't want an answer? You're supposed to be thinking about whether or not this is the B or not the B. You jerk. <laughs> so, 
Let me tell everyone about cat coolers. You think about whether it's to be or not to be, so you actually don't lose us real Ron Phillips money again Wait, are this you, are week. You putting me in timeout? I am putting you in timeout. Nobody puts Andrew in timeout except for Andrew's mother. <laughs> uh, I get permission from your mother last night. Just saying. You son <laughs> of a bitch. Uh, well, anyway, cat coolers. Folks, I don't know where, where y'all are, but uh, it, it has been hot as hell outside, especially here in Utah. Um, going out and mowing the yard is a chore right now because it's been in the upper 90s to low 100s every day. Um, all sorts of wildfires and crap going on. It's been super dry here. If you're going to be working outside, you're going to be throwing a neighborhood party, you're going to be out in the heat, may I suggest going to catcoolers.com. Get yourself a cat cooler today because you don't want to just use some random cooler when you're going to be outside where the ice is all going to be melted within just a few hours. No, 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 no. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code MOJO50 and get 10% off your purchase today. That's catcoolers.com. Use the promo code MOJO50. And get 10% off your purchase today. Okay. Okay. Updated death certificates require choosing between COVID, climate change, or systemic racism as cause of death. Andrew Coppins, is this the B or not the B? I wouldn't put put it past some blue state to try this, but this is definitely the Babylon B. Are you sure? Because yes, you I'm did sure. miss one earlier this week. Thanks for reminding me, but I am sure <laughs> that this is the Babylon B. And you have redeemed yourself. This is the Babylon B. The Biden administration is proving or providing new guidance to coroners and medical examiners across the country for the determining causes of death. From now on, doctors and officials who sign death certificates will be required to choose between COVID, climate change, or systemic racism to describe how the person died. Listen, folks, this is much easier, said Biden in a statement to the garbage disposal in his kitchen sink. It's multiple choice. We know these three things are really the only evil forces at work that are responsible for killing someone. Ain't, it ain't that complicated, Jack. Biden then immediately tripped down the stairs, almost dying of climate change. Several lawmakers, such as AOC, have expressed support for the federal changes. We are, like, really glad that the president is making sure we get the real root causes of all the deaths in the world, she said. This stuff is real. I almost died in uh, of systemic racism just last week. According to sources, some of the working to some are working to add homophobia and Trump as possible causes of death as well. Interesting. I mean, if we're being honest, I, I could see some extremist leftist state trying to do all of that for those very yeah, reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I could, mm. um, because we know that, um, systemic racism is a public health crisis, right, Pat? 
Yes, yes, it's 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 impacting everyone's health. Except for it's not. It's anyway. impacting my mental health because I'm tired of hearing about it. But yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's time to move on, though. That's what I think. Okay. Because we have probably the most difficult. Richard of the Week nomination of all time in my book. <sighs> You're telling me. No, I, Are yeah, you ready? I did. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. born ready for this, yes. Okay. Well, number four is going to go to Caroli on Twitter for his tweet uh, about, was it Corey DeAngelis? Yes. Uh, this dude, he, he says, this dude was a top staffer for Betsy DeVos and couldn't be bothered to engage in guidance for teachers during the pandemic. Y- yes. It's a she. It's not a he. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Especially she. She's the, uh, uh, the host of the Momocrat. How to indoctrinate your kids to be Democrats. Hmm. Okay. Podcast. She tweeted out um, because Corey Danzos tweeted teachers unions launched a war on the education by keeping schools closed for over a year. And then Caroli tweeted this dude was a top staffer for Betsy DeVos and couldn't be bothered to engage in guidance for teachers during the pandemic. So now after we're after we're finally seeing the light at the end of. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Number three. Uh, uh, um, by the way, mm-hmm. the reason why that's in there, mm-hmm. Corey DeAngelis was never on the staff of Betsy DeVos. Yeah, I was going to say. Never once. And by the way, Corey DeVos, or, well, excuse me, as she Dude. would like to tell you, but Corey DeAngelis yeah. um, uh-huh. has been an education reform advocate forever. So don't give me, he didn't want to engage in dialogue. That's literally what he's been doing this entire time. Mm-hmm, but anyway, mm-hmm. I continue. Our uh, our th- our second nominee. Oh yeah, so um, Kenny Edwards. Who? Kenny Edwards. You don't Ken you who? know who Kenny Edwards is? Well, I I know like three Kenny Edwards. Oh, I see. I see. I went to high school well, with Kenny- one. Um, I also uh, know a NASCAR driver named Ken Edwards, and then. Um, there's a rugby player that I know named Kenny Edwards. Well, th- this is specifically the rugby player, Kenny Edwards. Well, why is he a Richard of the Week, though? Well, it's funny that you should ask that. Um, Kenny Edwards, uh, Huddersfield forward, banned for putting finger up opponent's butthole. <laughs> Wait, What? Um, so he was banned because Kenny Edwards the guy that was banned put his finger up an opponent's butthole during a rugby match now I would also have another question yes Um, how long is this ban 10 matches 
Not long enough. No. There are certain things that a man should never do to another man. This is right up at the top of that list. Yep. Yep. Um, now, according to the article, he was fined 500 pounds, so like $750, right? Uh-huh. But did you know he's not the only rugby player to have uh, accomplished this feat? <laughs> Why? What is it with rugby players and sticking fingers up buttholes? Because uh, Catalan's back rower Joel Tompkins was suspended for eight games for a similar offense last year, while wingers Tommy Mankinson of St. Helens and Tom Liam of Warrington were suspended for five and eight matches, respectively, for grabbing opponents' testicles. <laughs> I, last I checked, rugby is supposed to be the a gentleman's game, right? Is it, though, because you beat the crap out of each other? Right, but there are rules against like certain things. Right, like you can't hit above the head, and you, you, you know it's a it is it, you know you're supposed to get together after the game and have camaraderie and shenanigans and all that stuff, right? What the hell are these people doing? Um, and and second of all, how did he escape um, being beaten half to death on the field? Because if you do that to me, that was going to happen to you. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho, we, we still have more to well, go. By the way. We do, we do, we do. <laughs> um, the next one is going to be our president, Joe Biden. And this is for the door-to-door vaccine initiative. The absolute BS that is going door-to-door and doing this whole bit of trying to convince people to get the vaccine. It's a for me. It's a violation of privacy, um, and it he, he has no right to our health care. None. What's so freaking ever? Period. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of our next nominee, who supposedly also in healthcare, who is a multi-time winner. It wouldn't be a true Richer of the Week presentation without our president, Lord and Savior. I swear you're just doing this to, to mess with me at this point. <laughs> Anthony Fauci. You know, by the way, Pat, um, uh-huh. side note. I uh-huh. I had this great shirt idea, yeah. and then I realized that there would be people who would unironically wear this, <clears throat> and it, it was going to be Lord, Savior, President, and then the the like Che Guevara version of uh, Anthony Fauci. <laughs> yeah, and you'd know damn well that like liberals would buy this and wear it because they believe it to be true. They would wear this not as a sense of irony or shame, but proudly. So, you know what I'm thinking? We should do it. We should do it. We we, we would make loads of money off of this. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, but yes, Anthony Fauci 
And um, do you do you want to just go ahead and play the clip? Because I think the clip will just explain why he's a Richard the nominee better than I ever will. This is not complicated. We're not asking anybody to make any political statement one way or another. We're saying try and save your life and that of your family and that of the community. It's, you know, we have so many things, as you said, so many diseases that I deal with that don't have solutions. It's very frustrating. You don't have a treatment or you don't have a vaccine. Here we have a vaccine that's highly, highly effective in preventing disease and certainly in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. It's easy to get, it's free, and it's readily available. So, you know, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just get over it and try and save the lives of yourself and your family. So many things I could say. So, so many. First off, there is a therapeutic regimen out there. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are two of them. One is called ivermectin. The other one is a combination of what, Pat? Hydrochloroquine and erythromycin? Yes, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, with a little bit of zinc thrown in there, maybe some vitamin D. We have a remedy. You can choose to get the the vaccine, which isn't a vaccine. It's not highly effective, by the way, because before we get into the winter here, Pat, I, I have to address this because I know that we're trying to not be so super serious, but this is very serious. Do you know the percentage of people who have gotten the vaccination <clears throat> overseas in the United Kingdom? Uh, it's pretty high, isn't it? It's around 85%. Yeah. Okay. So, considering that, right, how have cases spiked 600% in the last month in the United Kingdom alone? If 85% of the country is vaccinated, that, that would mean that basically every single person who is unvaccinated is sick right now. That's not happening. No, that can't even be true. What we also know is that according to the Israeli health ministry, they're finding the efficacy of the vaccine to be around 64%. Now, where the vaccine, like we talked about yesterday, is most effective is in preventing severe disease and death, right? Now, The other thing that I want people to understand here is you're going to hear this because we've already heard this from people on the right, people who have been talking about this on our side. Now we're starting to see how dare you not get the vaccine. Don't you know that 99.9% of all deaths are coming from people who are unvaccinated? That's a logical fallacy. It is a manipulation of statistics. If I were to take a, um, how would I put this? If I were to take the population writ large 
and then just give you this subset. It would look really bad, wouldn't it? Well, you're an idiot. Okay, how many people in the state of Illinois died this week? It's not even on the the Chicago Tribune website anymore, by the way. The answer is like six. In fact, we've had multiple days with zero dead in the state of Illinois. From COVID. From COVID. No COVID-related deaths. So, yes, it might be statistically true that 99.9% of all the deaths that are happening related to COVID are unvaccinated. But are deaths down or up? Uh, from COVID, down. Way, Way down. down. Like, as in statistically, almost non-existent. Furthermore, hospitalizations, I think it's like 96 or 97% are um, people who are um, unvaccinated. Okay, great, grand, wonderful. Again, what's the percentage of people who are getting COVID that are now hospitalized versus before? Furthermore, do we see more hospitalizations today than we did before? If we are seeing fewer hospitalizations than we did before in the totality, of course, the unvaccinated are going to make this up. They're going to make up the vast majority because that is how the vaccine is supposed to work. What this tells us is that, yes, the vaccine does work in certain aspects. Nobody worth their salt is saying to you that the vaccine doesn't necessarily work. What we are seeing is that it is less likely to prevent you from getting COVID than it's been thought to have in the past, like significantly less. We're talking about, they were telling us it was at least 90 to 94 to 95% effective, and it's likely in the 60s to 70s percent effective. But it is working at the way and at the level that they said it was supposed to, or at least close to it right now, when it comes to severe illness and death. Nobody has been arguing that point. The point that has been argued is we don't understand the consequences long-term of taking this. And do I take the risk of the infinitesimally small percentage of people who are now getting uh, put into hospitals or the risk of a a long-term heart condition or an allergic reaction or three, four years from now, who the hell knows what this is going to do to my body? That's been the argument, and this is the disingenuous part of all of this from people like Dr. Fauci and other people, even people on the right. You know, I don't know if you've tuned into Glenn Beck this week at all, but I just happened to catch a segment and hear Stuba Gear on the air spouting all of these statistics as if they're like the end-all be-all, but he's not telling you that They are significantly down. They're not telling you the truth when it comes to this. Even people supposedly on the right have bought in to these statistical fallacies that are out there. So 
I apologize for digressing. But people, wake up. And furthermore, uh, we, we have something about this that we'll get into in the, uh, the fish fry, right, Pat? When it comes to uh, getting the jab? Um, potentially, yes. Okay. With that being said, Pat, who is this week's? Richard of the Week. So this week's Richard of the Week, I don't know if we've ever done this before, but it is a tie between one Joseph Marionette Biden and one Lord President Savior Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hmm. Okay. Your Lord, your Savior, your President, Dr. Mm -hmm. Anthony Fauci. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Joe Biden. Yeah, telling us to get over it. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, You're not getting over it. Not getting over it. And screw you. Bye bye. You, no. And, and like I said, and, one of the beauties is good luck getting inside of our building. You ain't soliciting and, us here. And and P.S. This isn't a political statement of about the vaccine that we've ever made. This, this has never been about politics. This has been about individual health. That's it. It's been about health, science, and data. That's right. what it's been about. And trying to discover the truth of what works for you, giving you the information, informing you because most doctors can't inform you because most doctors are too busy filling out freaking paperwork to be able to do the things that Pat and I have done, do the things that Steve Dace and Todd Erzin and other people, Phil Kirpin, Alex Berenson, to a lesser degree because he's got some things wildly inaccurate. But I want everybody to understand this. That this has never, ever been about politics. I don't mess around in politics when it comes to my health. I'm going to make the decision that's best for me, my family, my situation, and so should you. I will never begrudge anybody who has gotten the vaccine. Never. That is your choice. Just like you need to respect my choice for my personal health. Now with that, Pat, um, your first story for the fry. Well, Hillary Clinton's back in the news. Claims attacks on voting are part of shift toward white supremacist authoritarianism. How dare you bring her name in mixed company? Um... Why exactly? Because she's not relevant anymore. Bye bye. See you later. But if she's not relevant, Coppins, why is she in the news? Because people want to make her relevant. Go away. Go live your life. You suck. Benghazi. Mm -hmm. now, Fair enough. Having said that, Pat, I have one for the fryer. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Are you sitting down? Are, are, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay makes McDonald's restaurants to offer COVID-19 vaccine. 
Wait, 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 wait. So what you're telling me here is you can get the COVID-19 vaccine and a Big Mac all in one sitting. Correct. Now, you might be saying, well, that was very philanthropic of uh, the local franchise owners, right? So, in other words, the the whole point of this is to get me healthy, but also unhealthy at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is actually being sponsored by one of the hospital groups. So, their goal is to get you healthy and also unhealthy at the same time. Correct. Quote, in partnership with Purveya, which is one of the health providers, in fact, the, the probably the second largest, in partnership with Purveya, some McDonald's locations will offer the Pfizer vaccine. You will be able to get a side of food with your COVID-19 vaccine shot at some Green Bay McDonald's restaurants. You do not have to be a patient of Purveya. And courtesy of McDonald's, participants will receive a free ice cream cone for each vaccination and a free sandwich of choice for a future visit. Oh, boy. With that being said, Pat, it is time for your final thoughts for the day. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Don't go to McDonald's to get your COVID-19 vaccine. Go Brewers. Please be safe, be smart, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.